Hello, ELM family members. It's nice to be making another episode of Portraits of Grace for you all. But before we go on, I wanted to discuss something with you regarding the state of the podcast. Uh, we have been thinking slash praying about going bi-weekly with our podcast as Stephen and I are getting busier with our schedules. With Stephen, he needs more time for his community group gig, and I clearly need more time practicing the piano for the praise team. Also, I got a job, so thank you all for praying for that. And therefore, we are like 90% sure that we are going bi-weekly, and I hope that isn't too upsetting for the millions of listeners out there. So please continue to pray for us that this podcast would stay on the path of glorifying only God. With that said, our next guest is very special. She's a chemical engineer, an avid lover of nature. She puts up with me somehow, and she is on the welcoming team, even though she is very bad with names. Welcome, Taylor. Hello, everyone. Hi, Taylor. So I asked you to get uh, prepare a little uh, introduction for yourself. How would you describe yourself to people that might not know you? So I grew up in Harleysville, uh, which is about 45 minutes away from ELM. I am the youngest of four children. Uh, the eldest sibling is about 11 years older than I, and then each one of my siblings are like three to four years apart. Um, I grew up going to Souderton High School and Calvary Church in Souderton. Um, and then once I graduated from high school, I went to Monco and then I transferred to Drexel and I graduated from Drexel with a chemical engineering degree. Aren't you missing a very big key aspect in there somewhere? No. A very life-changing event somewhere in there. We got Yoba, a dog, a no. husky. No. When did you meet me? Monica. <laughs> okay. So that's clearly... We were 18. Were we 18? Yeah. We were like we were 18, 18 or 19. We went, we, no, we met we when we were, we were 18. And then we became really close at like 18 and a half, 19. Okay. <laughs> um, any uh, special occasions coming up for you? Uh Thanksgiving, Halloween, then Thanksgiving. Okay. Well, let's be a little more specific. Has anything special happened within the last, say, four or five weeks for you? I was baptized. Yes, you were. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What about, did anything else happen? Nothing noteworthy. Okay. I'm just going to say it out loud because you're being a huge brat. (laughs) We got engaged. Taylor yes, and I got did. engaged. Um, I think um, a lot of, like, the first thing that people ask us, like, at church and, like, even, like, when I was, when I met someone at, uh, someone from my church at Tipioca today, they're, the, literally the first thing that they asked us was, how did I propose? Would you mind sharing that story for our, our uh, listeners? Yeah, so... We went to uh, Chanticleer, which is an outdoor garden area. It's kind of like Longwood Gardens, but it's in Devon, Pennsylvania. But better, but better. In my opinion, yeah, it's better. It's it's all outdoors, <laughs> and it, they have different types of gardens, like a manicured garden, a Japanese garden, gardens throughout the woods. So it's just it's really special to explore it. There are a lot of hidden paths. Um, so I've been there many times, and I, I've taken Un there, and so he knows how much I enjoy it, and he loves it too. 
So we were at this one spot in the woods that's pretty secluded and private, and he pulled out headphones. And I was like, what, what is he doing? Why is he pulling out headphones in the middle of the woods? And I'm uh, talking about like the big Sony yeah. headphones that yeah. like fit over your entire head. Yeah. And so I asked him <laughs> and I was like, what are you going to listen to music? And without like, without any pause, he was like, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but then he didn't have internet connection. So it didn't, it didn't work. So then we went to another place called the ruins and, uh, that's when he pulled out the earphones again and he proposed through a song that he wrote and he, uh, he got down on one knee and uh so i recorded the song song previously yeah Yeah. so that's why i pulled out the headphones yeah he didn't pull out like a guitar or something to play it then in there um no so so embarrassing (laughs) um yeah but he he asked me to marry him like through the song but then he did on one knee as well yeah yeah and um, the crazy thing is for some reason when we had just gotten to the gardens you're like you're being awfully nice to me today. Are you about to propose? Yeah, he was being, like, abnormally <laughs> nice. And so I was like, something's wrong here. Uh, so I asked him if he was going to propose, and he dodged it really well by saying, no, I haven't even talked to your parents yet, which was a little alarming how good at lying he was. But <laughs> I'm so good at lying. Oh, boy. Um, okay, so that's that. So no more asking to asking us to tell that story anymore because I'm kind of sick of it. Yeah, I'm real cute. Okay. Um, So let's move on. Um, You were also baptized very recently. I know you already shared your story with us uh, during baptism, but would you mind sharing with us again how you came to be a Christian? Yeah, so I mentioned a little earlier that I grew up going to Calvary Church in Satterton. So... um, a lot of my childhood, I would go there every Sunday. Um, I went to like the, the summer Bible school. I was a youth group leader in high school. Um, and around 12 years old is when I was, I was reading a book. And, um, and that's when I, I just was like overwhelmed with emotion. Um, I, like I said, in my testimony, I, I felt happy, but I was also sad. Um, in that moment, so many emotions. Um, but that's when I came to accept Christ. Uh, however, over time, uh, the busier my family became, um, the more excuses we came up with to not attend church. So um, through high school and college, I I drifted away. I, I always had in the back of my mind, like, I always, like, every every once in a while, like once every week, I would think about God and I would think about like how my relationship with him became like distant and how at points I didn't even believe in him. Um, and how I, I drifted so far away that I like, I began to mock Christianity, but then Un and I became friends and I felt like I was being pulled back to God through Un because Un Un was the one who recommended that I start going to church again. Um, and so through Un, we we were trying different churches in the area, and we settled on ELM. Not that we settled, but we, <laughs> we chose ELM because we it was... We settled on our third, fifth choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but we chose ELM. We, we love the community, the elders there, the teaching elders. And after... 
it wasn't initial, it wasn't like right away, but it was over time I started realizing that I, I had grown a relationship with God because I had been praying more earnestly, if that makes sense. And then I was, I was realizing that like through my prayers, I had actually developed a relationship because it was something that wasn't just when I was sad or upset. It was, I was praying or angry or in need of something. I was praying to God for good, happy moments as well. Yeah, thank you for sharing that with us. Would you mind sharing with the congregation real quick about uh, what your first reaction was when you showed up to our very, very Korean American church? Was it like a different experience for you? Because um, you had, like obviously you went to um, Calvary, which is a American, purely white American church. And was that like a different like uh, transition for you going to a Korean American church? No, not really. I never really paid any attention to it. It just, okay. it, it seemed like a church. Like it, it didn't, to me, it didn't really matter the, like being a minority where I'm typically the majority, you know, I, mm-hmm. I never paid any mind to that. Um, I never felt any different because of that. Um, so that's good that I was, I, I felt like so welcomed and I didn't feel like, mm-hmm. Like, I was the minority there. You know, I, I just, I never even felt different. Okay. Um, I, I just remember um, after service, we went to the gym where, slash cafeteria, and they were serving, like, kimchi jjigae and rice and kimchi, and you're like, what? They're just giving this out for free oh, here? Okay. Yeah, that, that was a really exciting moment for me <laughs> because the, all this free food it was i think we were still in college then too so yeah, free yeah. Food was like the best thing ever pinnacle over yeah and like at that point you had already like tried making kimchi jjigae by yourself and everything right yeah i so my sister um lived in korea for a year or two because her husband is in the military and when she came home from korea she recommended that i try kimchi jjigae and so from then on, I was interested in mm-hmm. uh, Korean food. I had never known about Korean food before then. I had never even heard of kimchi. So um, after she came home, then we would make kimchi together and eventually kimchi jjigae. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy because um, that was like, what, like four years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And now, like just recently, you like made your like fourth or fifth batch of kimchi from scratch yourself yeah it's a it's a long process so i i tend not to make kimchi very often but i feel like there's nothing better than like having your own kimchi yeah what a journey you know (laughs) but like now like i just i just i'm just remembering back to like the second batch that you ever made Mm -hmm. my my parents tried it and my dad without any hesitation with my mom right in front of him. He was like, wow, this is better than my wife's kimchi. <laughs> uh, he also gave me a compliment by saying, both of your parents said it was like the best rice that they've ever had. So oh, that was true. a really good meal for me. Boosted my confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to experiment with uh, Korean food. So um, I grew up with like a German and English food. So in places where I use... Or grew up with sauerkraut, I'll like mix in kimchi or I mm. like, yeah. So I, I try to mash like Korean and German foods with like yeah. 
together and then and i i remember i'm digressing so hard here we're not even following the question questionnaire but um what was i about to, oh yeah so five years ago you were getting into all this korean stuff especially kimchi and i remember you telling me you know what kimchi would be really good on pizza <laughs> you remember telling yeah, me that? I did tell you that. And I was like, dude. So against it. Yeah, I was like, dude, that is such a gross thought. Like, what a disgusting idea that you conjured up in your head. Like, you, like, you, <laughs> you need an exorcism, <laughs> basically. And, like, now it's just, like, it's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. A lot of places are doing it. There's, like, a vegan place that's doing vegan pizza and then vegan kimchi on top, yeah. which is crazy. That's but nuts. I, I I always thought it would taste good because I pour sriracha on my pizza, and so I thought kimchi is kind of spicy like that, and it would yeah. cut through the like cheese, like the greasiness yeah. of it. Yeah. So, but what? How how does kimchi even become vegan? It's already vegan, isn't it? No, they have a uh, shrimp in it. The oh, the tiny little cute shrimp. But it depends on like what version you're making. But yeah. True. 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 So I think they just don't add that. They add like some kind of other salty. During the quarantine, have you been reading any books or have you been listening to any podcasts or following any shows? Um, I've been getting into uh, a podcast called, well, it's, it's under Portraits the, of Grace. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> have you even listened to every episode or no? Almost every episode. I need to go back and listen to them. But I haven't been, usually when I listen to them, I'm driving to work. And I haven't been having to drive into work as often as I used to. So, don't look at me like you that. You drove into work today. Did you <laughs> listen to one today or no? No. Um, today, what's today? Oh, I was talking to my mom on the phone. Okay. So, first is talking to my mom while I'm driving, and then all my siblings, and then you. And, and then, then the podcast. Yeah. And, or news or a podcast. Okay, thank you, I, you for need your... to be, You need to be caught up on the... Um, the events of the world. You need to be caught up on the, you know, well-beings of your fellow congregation that's a, that's members. That's a good point. Yeah. I Thank you for your support. <laughs> Anyways, what, sorry I cut you off. Yeah. So I'm listening to um, a true crime podcast. Oh, it's, it's not called True Crimes? Oh, no. Okay. So it's Crime Junkie in True okay. Crimes. That's what it's called. Yeah. So it's, it's about murderers. <laughs> <laughs> or not murderers, but like m- murders. Wait, People. what? Oh, murderers. I, at first I said murderers, and then I changed it to murders. So okay, when you say murder, can... you, it sounds like you're saying murder. Okay, murders. Okay, my bad. Uh, okay, so um, can you go into that podcast and like explain why you choose that one over this Fortress <laughs> of Grace podcast? Well, it's, um, it's not why I choose it over, but the... It's interesting to know certain cases, like how how certain people disappeared or what happened to them. I don't think they should be forgotten, and I think their stories should be told. So I think it's interesting hearing that, but I also think it is interesting diving into the, the psyche of uh, a murder. Wait, but... Okay, so it's, crimes are pretty, like, cool, I guess. No, it's like, not that it's cool. It's, uh, it's interesting diving into the psyche. Yeah. Right, but I'm saying, like, did you know that Cindy Kwan rode an ostrich? That's not true. 
That's a true story. I think that's way more interesting than reading about, you know, people dying gruesome deaths. But anyways. Oh my. Yeah, I'm a I'm a little I'm a little upset. I'll listen to the other podcasts. Okay. (laughs) Um any hobbies, passions, or interests? I I love to go for walks outside or runs. I, I like just being active. So any sport I can play, um, going for walks in the woods or hikes or um, forcing Moon to go on runs with me, especially like runs in the morning, because now that I've been listening to the True Crime pos- podcast, I'm afraid to go by myself. So um, I force Un to go with me at like 5 or 6 a.m., Sometimes we haven't done it this week. That that happened once, and it's never happening ever no, it's, again. It's happened multiple times. We did it all last week. Okay, well, can you go into why you're so like into like walking and running? And I'm not. So why do you keep forcing me? Why can't you just go on your own? Because it's good for Leave you. Me alone. You need to do it, and I'm going. I'm forcing you to go with me because of the true crime. I just explained it. Okay. Um, is useless, okay? We can't bring our dog. Who's Yelva? Yelva's uh, our husky, who is supposed to look intimidating, which I suppose she does, because she looks like a wolf. Her name means female wolf in uh, Norsk. But she, Norsk? Norsk. Norsk. There's, is there a Norsk. K after the... K. I thought it's just Norse. No, Norse. It can be... Look it up. Norsk. Okay, I'm going to look it up. Okay, so I typed in Norsk. Oh, would you look at that? It says Norwegian language. Yeah, but if I type in Norse as well, it says that it's the Norwegian language yes, as well. So we are both right. Yeah, but you're still wrong. No. <laughs> anyways. So anyways. Yeah, let's move on to the next thing. means female okay. wolf in the Norwegian language. Yeah. And she is supposed to scare people away but she's she turned out being too friendly with people mm-hmm. trust everyone yeah she's just walk up to strangers and say hi friend <laughs> if you ever got like a like attacked in your home mm-hmm. like by a burglar like she would be like hello friend here's my mom's jewelry yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's so useless um no loyalty mom. yeah next question can you share something that most people that uh, most people don't know about you? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm really into anime. So when my sister came home from Korea, she brought two things. One was kimchi jjigae, and the other was anime. It was Naruto specifically. And uh, like in high school, I I don't want to say I judged people for watching anime, but I definitely did not see myself future Taylor watching anime, but, um, so she came home, she had me watch Naruto and the first episode I was like, wow, this is really lame. (laughs) And then, um, the second episode on, I was like hooked and I watched every episode of Naruto and Shippuden in like two months. So it's not just Naruto. I like all different animes, but Naruto was the the first one. Cool. Um, and then I'd like to make it clear that Un loves anime or naruto not anime I'll no naruto i well. do not like he loves anything naruto. i don't like any anime 
He loves it. He's no. lying. He's a filthy liar. <laughs> it's like such a embarrassing thing that people watch. It's so yeah, it's so he lame. says as he's drinking out of his Naruto mug. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Guys, I surround that. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. We don't need to talk about that anymore. Um, how has God been showing grace in your life? I think um, by becoming baptized and becoming a member of the church, um, I've been part of the the welcoming committee. So that's I put myself into like a situation that I typically wouldn't put myself into um and I think it's it's helped me a lot and it's helped me grow a lot um I'm pretty shy and antisocial, so um I, I think you would describe me as antisocial in some ways right yeah you're pretty antisocial. <laughs> but like getting to know strangers not strangers but people I don't typically know very well or going out of my way to talk to them is not something that I'm used to. So putting myself in that situation where I, I am kind of uncomfortable and making people comfortable is um, helping me learn a lot. And I've, I've gotten to know a lot of um, really amazing people along the way. Would you be able to say confidently that you know most, if not all, of everyone uh, of our uh, congregation's names. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, well, I, that's that. No, but I'm excellent with facial recognition, so I can tell you if I've seen them all before. So you recognize them, and then you just go, "Hey, you." Hey, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, that's you funny. You can't share this because now people are gonna be like, "Oh, does she say hey you to me?" <laughs> <laughs> Also, Korean names are harder. So they, there's that. They are. Um, do you have a lot of Korean named people in our congregation, though? I don't think we do. Like, people that strictly go by their Korean names, I mean. Um, there's, like, me. I think some of the folks who have children, I think it's more common for them to have. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To use, go by their Korean names. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then last thing before I let you go, um, do you have any prayer requests for us? Yeah. So, um, my sister Kirsten, she gave birth to twins, um, Elliot and Holden about half a year ago. So she, um, one twins, they're a lot to take care of. And then two, she's in a, a completely new city. She just moved to St. Louis because her husband is a surgeon and he just got a job out there. And because he's a surgeon, um, he's not around very often. He's very busy. So she's in a new city during COVID with her husband working all the time with stuck at home with two twins. So um, if, if you guys could pray for her health, the, the twins' health and her husband's health, but also their sanity, that would be great. Um, my sister-in-law, Katie, is pregnant with a little boy, so please pray for, for wisdom for her and my brother because this will be their, their first child um, and um, for the health of her and the baby. Um, and then my other sister, Caitlin, who is... Um, She's a mom of two, and her husband's in the military. 
um, to pray for their health and safety as well. Um, in addition to this, the state of the world with um, COVID and um, protests and the election, there's there's a lot going on. There's a lot of turmoil. So to pray for wisdom for our leaders and um, the health and safety of our loved ones, people we don't know, you know, to empathize with everyone in their situations. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, I do want to mention that um, Caitlin also has two boys. So now you're going to be up to what, five nephews? Including your nephew will be six. It will be six. Yeah. So the Shim family curse is real. Do you want to share with the listeners what the Shim family curse is real quick? How about you share it? Okay, I'll <laughs> share it. Your... All right, so I know this isn't my interview, but this is relating to Taylor. Um, so my great-grandfather on my father's side had four sons, one of them being my grandfather. And each of those four sons had four sons. And then each of those sons in that generation each had two sons with me being one of them. So all my cousins are boys and all my uncles are boys. I mean, yeah. All, yeah. All your blood uncles or relatives are boys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we thought like, it's very strange because my family is mostly females. We have one, at least one boy in every family. No, at most one boy in yeah. every family. So, um, we were expecting to like, Tough girls, you know? Um, and then I came in to your life. And like, then, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, and <laughs> then my family curse just infected yours and only boys now, mm-hmm. including but, my own nephew who's a boy, yeah. We love them, though. We, we're, we're happy. It goes without saying. We're happy that all the babies are healthy. Yeah. Healthy, but... Thank God. A, a girl and, would be nice. <laughs> um, it's okay. We have Yova. So. Yeah, she's doesn't count <laughs> yeah you can't dress her up um in like homemade outfits so <laughs> yeah um anyways taylor our time's up thank you so much for joining us thank i you know for having me yeah i know you you've been really busy with work and everything so thank you so much um and uh one last thing before we let our listeners go i want to share that in eighth grade Pastor Danny was sharing a sermon about uh, praying for a spouse in the future. And he said, like, he said to the boys, like, start praying now for God to prepare a wife for you in the future. And I remember praying in eighth grade. I started praying, God, please prepare a somebody special for me. And God, can you please make her pretty as well? And God hit everything, every checkbox on my prayer list. So Hmm. I thank God for placing you in my life every day. That's very sweet and soup. Okay. (laughs) I feel like you're sucking up it again, though. Why? On a podcast where everybody can hear what's up your sleeve. (laughs) (laughs) I I want to propose again. (laughs) Another ring? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, thank you. Thank you. Bye.